0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of A Vision Includes You Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Vu. I'm an online fitness and mindset coach. And today, we have a Q&A that I'm going to be breaking down when it comes to fitness, nutrition, fat loss, whatever that you all asked. So yesterday, in my free Facebook community, I asked all of you, are there any struggles? Are there any questions when it comes to fitness, nutrition, fat loss? Let me know so that I can answer it. In this podcast so by the way shameless plug if you are not in my free facebook community where i give you motivation tips recipes support make sure that you visit the link below in this podcast episode or you can visit bit.ly slash vufam so with that being said let's get into some questions we didn't get that many questions but we're going to jump into it regardless the first question is how do i spot reduce troublesome areas great question Short answer is, you cannot. You cannot spot reduce any troublesome areas. For men, most of the time, we're going to hold a lot of fat in our stubborn belly area. We're also going to hold it a lot in our uh, lower back area. For women, on the other hand, sometimes it's going to be in the thighs, the legs, the glutes, um, the chest. But overall, it doesn't matter where you have those stubborn areas. You cannot, unfortunately, spot reduce fat. The only way you lose fat in those areas is by being in a calorie deficit for a prolonged period of time. So a lot of times when people are stressed that they're not getting that result, that they're not losing that belly fat, they're not losing that back fat, they're not losing that thigh fat, whatever it is, is most likely due to the fact that A, they're not consistent enough or B, they're not patient enough. So as long as you're losing fat and you're tracking your progress from day to day, week to week then over time you just have to be patient and eventually your body has no choice but to pull fat from that area. So how do you spot reduce? You can't, but that does not mean that you cannot lose fat in that troublesome area. You just have to be patient and consistent with the process. So the second question I got asked is, which carbs make me fat? That's a great question. So I'm gonna name it off the top of my head. The carbs that actually make you fat are pizza, bread, rice, potatoes, quinoa, Cereal? Just kidding. No, <laughs> carbs do not make you fat. It doesn't matter what carbs you you consume. Carbs do not make you fat. The only way you get fat is if you consume excess of number of calories in a prolonged period of time. So if you overconsume calories, that's the only way you get fat. And again, it's not within a day or a week that you overconsume calories. It's in a span of months, even sometimes years. Like for those of you who are 20, 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, you didn't just gain 50 pounds overnight. It's about over consuming calories in a prolonged period of time. And similarly, on the flip side, it's not like you're just going to magically lose that fat in like 60 days, 90 days. No, it's going to take months, sometimes even years to lose the fat that you've accumulated over the months and years. So just to put that into perspective, I just want to tack that on there. In case some of you have unrealistic expectations, you don't get fat overnight and you certainly won't lose it all overnight. So you have to be patient and you have to be consistent with the process. And by the way, if you're tuning in right now and if you have any questions whatsoever at any time, you can always feel free to drop it down below. I would love to answer any of your questions live on the q So the third question I got asked, weight loss is linear, right? Wrong, weight loss is not linear whatsoever. If you ever been on your weight loss journey, you will notice that it's gonna look like this. It's gonna go up and down, up and down and your weight is going to fluctuate. People think that you start at point A and then within the next period of time, you're just gonna reach point B and it's just gonna be a straight, smooth sailing path. That is false. Like there's so many weight loss trends and it doesn't matter where you're gonna see the weight loss trend, doesn't matter. Like 100% of the time, weight loss is not linear at all. It's going to fluctuate. And there's going to be so many different reasons for fluctuations. You might have ate more sodium than usual. You might have ate later than usual. You might ate a little bit more calories than usual or in the forms of carbs. Because carbs actually holds on to a lot more water weight. And again, just because you gain weight one day does not mean that you gain fat. But that's a story for a different day. I'm going to explain that in another time. But the premise is this. There's so many factors that influence your weight and your day-to-day fluctuations. So instead of being hung over on like the scale going up one day, what I recommend is this. Weigh yourself every single day and you're going to take the weekly averages. So for example, you weigh yourself Monday to Sunday and then let's say your weekly average is 165 pounds. The second week when you start weighing yourself every single day and if you're in a calorie deficit, If that number, that weekly average, let's say it's 164.2, that means it's a 0.8 pound drop. That means you're actually in the right, you're moving in the right direction. That means you're actually losing weight. That means you're actually losing fat. So instead of like looking at it on the day to day fluctuations, like, oh, I gained two pounds this week, or I gained two pounds today, or I gained or lost two pounds today. No, like again, fluctuations are normal. Look at the week to week uh, measurements and compare it to the previous week and that's how you know whether or not you're on the right track. So how you do that, again, you weigh yourself every single day and then you divide that number by seven. So you add up all your weights, and then you divide by seven. That's gonna be your weekly average weight. And the conditions where I recommend you weigh yourself, it's just once a day, in the morning, before you consume anything and before you drink anything and after you use the washroom. So those two conditions and I would also throw in, try to keep the conditions as consistent as possible so you don't want to weigh yourself in the morning and then the next day you weigh yourself at night and maybe one day you start weighing yourself when you have all your clothes on and then the next day you weigh yourself butt naked like no keep it consistent so i recommend minimal clothing maybe in your underwear that's what i recommend and just keep it consistent weigh yourself once in the morning that's it and the last question i've actually got asked is what do i what do you do when you feel burnt out This is a great question. And this varies from person to person. What I find is that the best measure when you are feeling burnt out is obviously to prevent it. So what are some ways to prevent burnout? Everyone has like a maximum capacity where they know that, oh, if they push this boundary, they're gonna get burnt out. So if you're in school, for instance, and let's say you're studying for like 10 hours a day. And if you know that if you study for more than 40 hours a week, you're gonna get burnt out because it's just too overwhelming. Well, whatever that threshold is, you have to really remember, okay, I know my limits. I know this is the threshold and I have to do everything in my power to not exceed this threshold. So again, this is going to look different for everyone. For me, I can work seven days a week, no problem. But I know that if I push myself and I try to do like a Monday to Friday routine seven days a week, I'm going to get burnt out. So what I do is like Monday to Friday, I can go like all out, do everything, knock off er every single task. But Saturday and Sunday, I like to take it slow a little bit. Yes, I'm still doing like I'm still doing work, but I'm taking it a little bit slower. It's gonna be a little bit more relaxed. And that's how I'm able to not be burnt out because I'm taking that time, I'm filling my own cup, I'm practicing self-care, and self-care could be something that looks different for everyone. So my self-care could be me spending time with my girlfriend, watching a movie, taking the dogs out for a walk. I could be going to the gym. That's another form of self-care, right? There's so many different activities that you can start doing that's a form of self-care and it doesn't have to be anything ridiculous. Like a lot of times people think that self-care is something that's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of energy when no, it can literally be you sitting in your bathtub, having a bubble bath, listening to your favorite music, lighting some candles, whatever it is, right? It could be you going for a massage. It could be you reading a book that you never read in five years that you've always wanted to do. It could be literally anything, but the best way when you start feeling burnt out is to find a way to de-stress. And that is a form of activity that you have to find out for yourself. Maybe it's you going to like a puppy daycare and just petting all the dogs, whatever it is. That's what you have to do because if you're constantly in the state of burnout, it's typically due to the fact that you've already exceeded your maximum threshold. Like whatever that threshold is, as I mentioned, it's going to look different for everyone. But you've exceeded that point and now you've gone to the point where you just feel completely burnt out. You don't want to do anything. You can't even look at your work. You can't even look at your phone. And that's not a place to be in. I've been there before and it sucks. It freaking sucks. Right? And it's like you lose all sense of drive. You lose all sense of purpose, motivation, etc. But it's like you have to try your best to like prevent that as much as possible. So what I recommend is like if you can Incorporate some form of self-care at least once a week. At least once a week. If you can do it more than great. But essentially, you never want to get to that point. And if you're already at that point, take a step back. Breathe. Practice breathing. Taking deep breaths. Like literally, sit down and take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. That's it. You're doing that. And then you have to really stay grounded to the present. Like what exactly are you stressed about? And this is something that I told my clients. And this is how I rarely ever get stressed out if I'm being completely honest, yeah? Yes, I'm gonna have shit coming up and yes, it might seem stressful, but me practicing this technique allows me to stay grounded to the present and understand that, you know what? I'm gonna get through this. So what I do whenever I'm feeling like, if I feel like I'm about to get stressed out, I think about, okay, this situation that I'm going through is just like the hardest thing I've ever done. Most likely not. You've probably done way harder things in your life before. Okay, great. Because you've already overcame that harder thing, or like the hardest thing in your life before, you know that this, whatever you're going through right now, is nothing in comparison to that hardest thing. So now, you have to remember, well, if you got through that hardest thing in your life before, and like obviously you came out stronger, better, and you're alive till this point, You have to know, you have to carry that belief that you're also going to get through this point that's very stressful and overwhelming for you right now. And that's the same mentality that I use to transfer to every single situation that I come across. So one of my clients, she's actually doing midterms, like it's midterm season, and she's like super stressed, super overwhelmed. And I told her, look, like, I used to be in YouTube, I used to be in university, taking classes, exams, and all these different projects, all these different deadlines. And I know it can be super stressful. But you have to remember, the only way we get stressed is because we're thinking about an incident that hasn't happened, or we're reminiscing on the past. But in this case, you're you're anticipating the exams, right? Let's say you're you're super stressed out about the exams. Okay, have you done exams before? Yeah, I have. Cool. And what did you do after those exams, like once it's over? Well, I feel like I had a sense of relief. Okay, great. And why? Because you studied for X amount of time. Is that correct? Yeah, I've studied, you know, pretty hard for that exam. Cool. Are you studying that hard for this exam that's coming up? Yeah, I think I'm still studying. Great. Then that's all you can control. You're focusing on how many hours you're putting into that exam. And that's all you can control. Like that's it. There's nothing, there's no need to stress about things that's out of your control. So with that same knowledge, with that same mindset, it's like, well, yeah, I've, I've studied this amount before and I've got through the exam and I actually got decent grades and now I'm doing the same thing now. So the same outcome is going to apply. Like it's just logic that way. So another thing that that client told me was that, You know, I've been super stressed out about exams and that's the reason why I couldn't make it to my workouts. And I told her that during those times where I feel super stressed out, like from exams, whatever it is, I made it my priority to go to the gym. I didn't skip my workouts because I know that if I'm going to be in this stress state 24-7, and if I know that, you know, I can't get my mind off the exams and all the stress and overwhelm, Me going to the gym is like me letting out my stress. Me going to the gym is like me letting out my steam. And that's like the most productive thing you can do for your body and for your mental clarity. Because now you're going to go study and you're going to feel at an even higher frequency. You're going to feel in a much better state because you did something for yourself. You took care of yourself. And this is why I said going to the gym and like blowing off some steam is one of the best forms of self-care. Like, it's just you and the weights. You're not thinking about your exams. You're thinking about, oh, how much weight can I push at this moment? How many more PRs can I start crushing in this moment? That's what you have to be focusing on. And you're going to feel like so much better because all those endorphins is going to be released when you actually exercise. So that's my best tips for that. It's like, you know what? In those stressful times, I turn to the gym. I don't run away from it. So whenever you're feeling burnt out, whenever you're feeling stressed, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, I highly recommend you to find an activity, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's going swimming, whatever it is that's going to help you actually stay grounded and help you through these moments. So again, those are the four questions that I've got for today's Q&A. Hopefully you got a ton of value. And again, if you want to ask me any questions whatsoever, I think I'm going to make this a weekly thing. So every single Monday, I'm going to do a Q&A inside my Grouped, And I'm also going to be posting this to the podcast. So if you want to ask me any questions, make sure that you join my free Facebook community. Link is in the bottom of this podcast. And if you got value, again, I would love for you to screenshot this, post it to your story, and tag me at Vusion Fitness. Until next time, I am signing off. Peace!